0: This is the Kavnis HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Kavnis. Hello, and welcome to the Kavnis HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kavnis. Our guest today is Jeff Kramer. Jeff, are you ready to be great today? Absolutely, Jason. Jeff Kramer is an accomplished human resources executive with extensive experience in providing strategic leadership to world-class financial services, technology, and biotechnology organizations. He has a proven track record of developing innovative, high-impact human resource programs that align with business strategy and values. He is skilled at rapidly designing and implementing programs to address mission-critical business issues. Jeff is currently the Assistant Vice President of People at First Global where he oversees the daily operation of the Human Resources Department and strives to continually maintain and improve employee culture and engagement throughout the entire organization. And he began his career with First Global in 2014 and finds value in helping to provide an enjoyable workplace for employees so they can, in turn, provide even more exceptional service to the clients and advisors they serve. He appreciates that his current role provides them the opportunity to create a compelling employment experience for all First Global staff members, which ultimately improves overall service advisors, allowing them to help their clients' financial dreams become reality. Def stays active in the professional community through his involvement in the Society of Human Resource Management, the Human Capital Institute, and Dallas HR. He lives in Dallas, Texas with his wife, Jan, their daughter, Grace, who they adopted from Guatemala when she was a baby, and their cat, Pete. In his free time, he enjoys volunteering at the Hockaday School and the Galilee Center for Adoption, an organization that seeks to help to improve the lives of children, adoptive families, and birth parents. He also loves to travel and seeks to live a healthy lifestyle through fitness and nutrition. Jeff, you're doing a lot for us. And before we start Jeff, I just want to publicly thank you. A couple of years ago when I was leaving the military, Jeff Kramer was one of the people I reached out to as a senior HR person here. And he was a great help to me transitioning from the military to, to being HR. He helped me with my resume, gave me a lot of great advice. And something he didn't have to do, he didn't know me from anywhere. I, I, was, I was just sending a blind
1: LinkedIn message and him for some help and he helped me. And I really appreciate Jeff. Uh, it's my it's my pleasure. I think all of us in, in HR need to, to, among other things, serve each other. So absolutely happy to do it and would do it in a blink for anybody. So Jeff, is First Global a national company? We are basically a domestic company in the United States. Uh, almost all of our employees are here in Dallas. We kind of have an unusual business model, which uh, I'd like to take a few minutes to explain. We stay at First Global that our purpose is to enable intentional living, and, and I want to explain what that means. We were founded 25 years ago, this is a big anniversary year for us, by a CPA named Tony Batman, who believed that people might trust their CPA more with their wealth management and financial planning than conventional financial services companies. So Tony has built a business around enabling CPA firms to provide wealth-managed services to their clients as we believe that those people do trust their CPAs more. While we're a B2B company, we never lose sight of that individual at the end of the, the transaction that we're trying to help. And that's what we mean by intentional living. So those clients have kids they want to send to college or plan to retire with dignity. And, and we want to enable that in their lives. And we think about them every day here at First Global.
0: So Jeff, you know, you know, HR is a bad reputation sometimes. How do you, your company make sure that HR is open to all employees and make sure that's it's like a positive impact
1: on your employees? We are incredibly intentional about being transparent with what everybody in the company does, including HR. So for instance, we have something that we call the Transparency Channel. It is on flat screen TVs all around the company, and it runs a slideshow every morning and every afternoon which is updated weekly, which has our progress to goals, recognizes achievements, talks about news and happenings at First Global. So every employee, every day, can stay current on everything that's going on in the company,
0: Jeff. How, how do you how do you handle performance management coming? Because it's a big excessive. Like, you no, know, a lot of people don't like one year
1: annual evaluation. There's all these ideas out there. How do y'all do it for First Global? We are currently doing a fairly conventional focal point annual appraisal, and we use the the peer manager calibration as well, which which our employees like because it it gives the process integrity, and we could say to them that you know there's no there's no favoritism, there's no easy graders. Everybody is being Evaluated on a level playing field. I will tell you that going to a more agile objectives and key results based performance management system is on my whiteboard. Jeff, if
0: somebody wants to work at First Global, how do I go about it? it's apply your company website. I'll use Zip, 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 or Indeed, or something
1: like that, or. They should apply to our website. One of the things that we have on our website is a product that's called a talent community. So it gives somebody the opportunity to not necessarily apply for a job or even leave a resume, but just leave their name and some information about how to contact them and their interests. And then if a position that met their interest became available, the system would automatically push out an email. Yes. So Jeff,
0: as one of the senior leaders in HR what do you look for in HR professionals regardless of the level
1: I think business acumen it's very difficult to do any HR if you don't know what your business is trying to get done the job of HR is to create a human organization um, that can execute a business strategy so unless you understand the, the customer the marketplace and what your business strategy is to to grow and to gain share it's very difficult to do HR so it, kind of in my formative years one of the people that really influenced me was the first time I worked for a CEO who insisted that I sit in on all the business meetings and that I went, I sat with him and ran through P&L statements and really understood how those businesses were making money. And it kind of pivoted me from an HR person you know, to a leader with a special expertise in people. That's very good for your young career, I'm sure. So Jeff, how do you advise someone in HR to continue to keep themselves professionally developed? There's so many ways, formally and informally. You know, the SHRM and others have, have excellent programs. You know, I'm at the point at my career where I have positioned myself with enough organizations where I get enough email push to me with subjects that I have interest in that keeps me current. And the other thing is not only keep current on HR and what's going on, but keep current on what's going on in your industry. So I could talk to you at length about what the DOL fiduciary rule is doing to financial advisors, even though it has nothing to do with HR, it has a lot to do with my company. So Jeff, next question. So everyone knows HR should be open, trying to do it the best
0: they can. But of course, you know, there's some companies out there where the CEOs or bosses want HR just to do administrative functions and be like the old HR. What advice would you give these HR people to do in that situation?
1: Well, you know, I I try to, to pull those executives out of the darkness and into the light. But you have to make the business case for what you're trying to do. Early in my career, I remember being asked to come into the office of my CEO and I was recently hired. The idea was for me to kind of present what my ideas were for the company moving forward. And I started talking about best practices and, you know, what these big companies were doing, what GE was doing, what Deloitte was doing. And he started asking me questions like what's this going to cost me? How long is it going to take? How do I know it's working? And I had no answers for any of those questions. And I thought he was going to fire me. He did not, but he looked me in the eye and he said to me, Jeff, if we're going to work together, there's one thing you have to understand. I hate it when someone walks into my office and asks me to grant a wish. That said, I have no trouble making a business decision. So the way to bring the CEOs, the leaders, you know, who think that personnel is is administrative is to demonstrate that there's a business value um, in a very concrete sort of way.
0: So moving on, talk to us about a time you were successful in the past,
1: what you learned from success and what we can learn from this, your success. One of the things that that has really helped me is to look at everything that HR does through an ROI lens. So the other thing that helped that has helped me is to look at HR operating if you can visualize it from left to right. So at the left side is access to a talent pool, hiring decision, onboarding, performance management, rewards, succession you you get it. So I try to go through each of those segments and say so can we put a dollar figure on compressing time to fill a position? Can we put a dollar figure on the cost of failed hiring decisions? If we can get an employee who currently takes 90 days to go from new to fully proficient, if we can do that in 60 days, how many man hours are we saving and can we monetize that and so on? So it has helped me a lot to be able to talk HR with a businessman's language to executives and be able to talk business with an HR person's language to my HR team. Does yes. that make
0: sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense, Jeff. So Jeff, another question for you. It seems like this disconnect in the job market right now. though. So you have companies, they'll say, well, those can't fill our, our openings because there's nobody with enough with the right skills. You have the candidates who's like, you know, I have the skills, but I can't get into the job, into the right
1: companies. Why do you think that disconnect is, in, is there? Honestly, I see the combination of the increasing shortage of labor and technology closing that disconnect to the extent that there are people out there that do have skills that match companies' needs. Dallas is one of, if not the tightest job market in the United States right now. So one of the things that we're seeing is if a, a candidate with marketable skills posts, say, on CareerBuilder, they'll get seven, eight inbound contacts in a matter of days. You know, So it's, it's, important, it's important for the people who are feeling the disconnect to really closely examine their virtual presence. Do they have the right keywords on their LinkedIn profile? Are they on the right boards? Uh, and by boards I mean career boards like Monster, like Career Builder. That's where corporate recruiters are going out and looking for talent. I, I still think some people don't
0: realize the importance of being on social media like uh, Twitter, doing Twitter chats or being on LinkedIn or all the social media to put yourself out there. You know, write a blog.
1: Because I think the more you put out there you put yourself out there, the more better chance you have being noticed by a recruiter. Yeah, no, that's exactly true. And, and the other thing that, that I cannot emphasize enough is the impact that modern talent acquisition technology is having on the job market. So even a company my size, 200 some odd employees can build a candidate database in their HR technology, which they can keyword search off of. So if you're sending resumes, but you don't have the right keywords, we're not going to find you. Yes, that's very true. So Jeff, next, talk about a time you failed in the past, what we can learn from this failure. All right, so this happened a while ago, Jason, but it's probably the worst thing that has ever happened to me in my career. So to give you some context, I was the head of HR for a publicly traded software company. This was back, you probably remember as well as I do, in the in kind of the dot-com boom days. Like many such companies, one of the important incentives that we used was stock, And stock options, we had a program, which a lot of companies had at that time, which we called an evergreen program. And an evergreen program is a program whereby as your stock options vest as an employee, for as a retention tool, we will fill that bucket back up with additional stock options that just begin to start to vest at that time. So I was executing that program at this company, but... In the same week, we were doing a major hiring event in our Silicon Valley office. The headquarters of my company was on the East Coast, but we had just as many employees in Silicon Valley. And it was very, very important that I attend the the West Coast event. So I left two experienced HR managers, one of whom was our stock option administrator, in charge of distributing these new stock options. And I honestly was not worried about it. Well, as it turns out, unbeknownst to me, the Excel file that they used to generate the notification letters had multiple pages on it with multiple scenarios. So every eligible employee in the company for that program received a letter in the mail telling them they were granted an enormous amount more options than we intended to give them. Wow. Yeah. So as you can imagine, my phone started to ring pretty quick. I can imagine. And and I I went running up to to the CEO of the company and... He, he looked at me in the eye and he said, Jeff, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to my company. Not good. So, I mean, the, <laughs> I guess the lesson learned is, you know, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Yes. But, but maybe the more practical lesson is don't assume anything's fail safe and build more QA in than you think you need if it's something that's important and employee facing. Yes. But yeah, that was a bad, bad time.
0: Well, you can laugh about it now. So that's good. Yeah,
1: it was, it was quite a while
0: ago. So let's suppose uh, somebody calls you or contacts you, they're a junior in college, they're getting a degree in business, going to, they want to go to HR, they're going to graduate in a year. What advice would you give this person?
1: Well, first of all, understand what HR really does and doesn't do. The, you know, the, the old cliche is I want to be in HR because I'm a people person. And you um, learn you hate people. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, of course, of course, I don't and, and, and we don't, but some of the best HR practitioners are really not the warm and fuzzy types. They're, especially now, you would mistake them for a a C-level executive in any other function if you were to sit next to them on an airplane and talk to them about the business. So first of all, understand what it is that you will be doing, what outcomes you will try to be achieving, if that's what, in fact, you want to do with your time and with your career. You know, and if it is, work hard at understanding, you know, what competencies are most desirable for companies who need HR people. And also work hard at understanding the business that these companies that you may wish to work for are in. You know, pay attention to what's going on in the stock market. Pay attention to what's going on with employment figures. Pay attention to inflation. That's how you not only can add value, but earn the proverbial seat at the table by being a trusted business advisor. Yes. Great advice, Jeff. Next, um, you already talked about this a little bit, but expand on how you add value and help to solve problems. It, I, it still goes back to having a business perspective, but I guess the other part of it for me goes back to the fact that I've been doing this for 20 some odd years. So I've seen most of the stuff that, that happens in companies at this point, and I can reach back to my experience and maybe apply a solution that's worked in the past. Jeff, next, talk about somebody who's helped you out in the past and how they helped you. It's that same CEO who absolutely changed my career. It was the it was the first time I reported to a CEO. It was the first time I was head of HR. He was a a Harvard Hopkins educated Wall Street business type. And he also I haven't used his name so I can say this. He also was about six, six, three hundred pounds with a big bushy beard. So for like my first seven, eight months, I was scared to death of the guy. But he insisted that I be a business person and not just an HR person. And he was relentless in staying on top of me to understand all the mechanics of how our business is, because this was a portfolio of businesses, how the businesses ran. And that experience proved to be a great differentiator for me as opposed to other HR people as my career advanced. That's great, Jeff.
0: So Jeff, next, tell us something about you that most
1: people don't know. You know, your close family knows, close friends know, but most people don't know this about you. That I can do. So my bio mentioned that I have a daughter named Grace who was adopted as a, a baby from Guatemala. So a lot of people know that Grace is now 10 years old in the fifth grade. Some of those people also know that I am 60 years old. So there is a 50-year gap between my daughter and myself. My daughter is very athletic. She plays tennis, and she plays volleyball, and she plays lacrosse. So the thing about me that most people don't know is I am a 60-year-old bodybuilder. Wow. I have a personal trainer, and I live in the gym. Because when my daughter is 18, I will be 68, and I need to keep up. Yes. I would never guess you're 60 years old, though. You look a lot younger than that. Well, it's part of the, you know, the, the bio says something about, a. I didn't write the bio, but it says something about embracing a healthy lifestyle. And I am very intentional about fitness and, and about nutrition. And again, I wasn't always that way. It was about having a, a baby when I was 50. Oh. Wow. That's great. Jeff, do you have any social media links you'd like to provide the listeners that so can reach out to you to ask you for any HR advice or anything else? You can find me, Jeff Kramer, on LinkedIn, and you can email me at jkramer, J-K-R-A-M-E-R, at firstglobal. That's the number one, stglobal.com. I'm happy for people to reach out for advice to, to connect on LinkedIn. As I said at the top of the broadcast, all of us uh, HR folk have to understand that we serve each other and by doing that, we we serve the employees and, and companies that we work for. Yes, Jeff. Thank you.
0: So, Jeff, we'll come to the end of our talk. Do you have any...
1: Um Last words of wisdom or advice for our listeners? Yes, I do. As you can probably tell and your listeners can probably tell, I take what I do here very, very seriously. I feel it's very important to the employees and to the, the customers and the stakeholders at First Global. But I never for a minute get confused with the relative importance of what I do here in the office and what I do with my time outside of the office. And I, and I urge all of you not to get confused about which is more important. Jeff, thank you for that great advice.
0: Jeff, thank you very much for your time. I mean, I know you're a busy person. You're doing a lot of things. And once again, thank you for the time you gave me a couple years ago. You're really very giving me your time and I really appreciate it. To our listeners, thank you for being here and listening to us. Remember to be great every day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Katniss HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KatnissHR.com or connect to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Katniss HR or Jason Katniss HR on Snapchat. Thanks again, and be great every day.